What's going on, Internet? The Black Kaya, aka TVH and Beyonce. I'd like to welcome you guys back to the Game and Illuminati podcast. We are the Enlightened Gamers, and this is episode 107. If you're watching the video version, know that this show is available on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, and all other major podcast platforms. Before we get into it, I would like to remind everyone to rate this show five stars on Apple Podcasts. Your five star rating helps us move up the algorithm and, uh, you know, brings in new listeners, new viewers, and we always trying to grow. Now, let me introduce you to my co-host, the first of which is currently on speed dial for Ace because apparently it's his responsibility to teach Ace how to be a daddy. Uh, UTX Papa the Don, say what up to the people. Hello, hello, hello. We are back for yet another podcast. And what a great time to be a gamer because, boy, oh, boy, these games are going to be hitting hard, son, in the next couple of months. November about to be rough, boy. Uh, but the content gonna be fire. My second co-host, he recently announced on Twitter you can gain early access to the latest build of his game, Samurai Zero. And he has merch available. All you gotta do is back his studio at patreon.com slash neointeractive. Ethos, say what up to the people. Yo, what up everybody? It's your boy. Um, we got the Samurai Zero build, so for all the haters that thought it would never come, it's here. So y'all can shut up and leave me alone. Mmm true 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 and our guest for today he's a patreon backer which we always appreciate he goes by 17 ya which can you explain that name what does that mean first of all <laughs> okay <laughs> all right so 17 is like my i guess you could say angel number i just see that number in so many facets of my life it's kind of a long story so i'm just gonna say that to you mean like it, your lucky but- number I guess you could say that, yeah, but... Gotcha, uh, okay. Yeah. Cool, cool, And then cool. the, the yeah is just a expression. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, what's the name? Shout out your social medias. Uh, anything you want to... If there's anything you want to put out there for the people. Oh, okay, yes. Um, You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all at 17 Yo, exactly how you see it. And my main platform that I uh, put content on is Twitch. And I stream Wednesdays fridays and saturdays there you have it there you have it and if you want to appear on the next show be sure to back us on patreon at patreon.com slash gi updates and you too can appear on an episode all right before we get into the show a couple quick updates free games i was looking around but at the point in which we're recording right now the psn plus free games and the xbox games for gold have not been announced not that honestly i don't think it really that matters that much because next gen consoles are coming out next month in games so I, I doubt too many people are going to be playing these free games. But there are some free games on PC, the Epic Game Store. Uh, a bunch of spooky games, Costume Quest 2, uh, Layer of Fear, uh, Fear 2, Blair Witch, and Ghostbusters, the video game remastered. Um, and then before the opening conversations, just a couple delays. Apex Legends on Switch, it got delayed. Uh, so if you were looking forward to that, you ain't going to be playing it anytime soon. Basically, they said they didn't want to rush it. You know, COVID. uh is slowing down the development of everything and then they got season seven coming so i'd imagine they want to focus on that so you're gonna have to wait for that switch version and then uh some of the most devastating news is amazon's crucible that game got canceled since the last podcast what's that doing for you ethos i'm sorry that your game got canceled guys i i, I could tell you guys put a lot of hard work into it and uh it was sorry just it wasn't a good game but I can try. tell you were like being uh, serious because our cancer. We can say you put a lot of time and effort into it. You tried. I, I feel like I'm the Simpson meme with the "Hey, you tried," and then just throw the kick in the trash. Like, yeah. At least uh, you tried. Do you have any fond memories with this game, uh, JG? 
Yeah, I remember playing it one day and then not playing it anymore. <laughs> not wanting to play it anymore. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. This game was pretty much DOA. Like, they tried and they failed miserably. It had potential, like a little bit of potential, but uh, it's it was it was very, very rough. Mm, what about you, 17? Did you ever get a chance to play Crucible? I'm going to keep it all the way funky with y'all. I ain't even heard of that game. To oh, be honest, you're lucky. Mm -mm. <laughs> you didn't miss Jeff you Bezos, didn't miss get on your job. Yeah, All right, yeah. opening conversations. Let's get into it. Since the last podcast, Ghost of Tsushima dropped an eight gigabyte update, which is amazing because Call of Duty comes out with a 200 gigabyte update every day. And for some reason, that game just still can barely run well. But uh, Ghost of Tsushima came out with an eight gigabyte update and uh, it added multiplayer to the game. Um, and in this multiplayer, it's called Ghost of Tsushima Legends. In it, it adds two modes, a new story mode, which is two-player co-op, and then a new survival mode, kind of like Gears of War Horde, four-player survival um, in a combination with kind of like a looter shooter, like Destiny, where basically you have to survive and uh, you gain new loot, uh, new new emotes and new gear. And there's raids coming actually next week on October 30th, um, actually a few days in which we're recording this. Um, so like that's what a lot of GI has been on. A lot of people have been playing in the community and uh, you are our guest 17. So I want to give you the floor. Give us the good, the bad, the ugly. What, how are we feeling about this Ghost of Tsushima update multiplayer on multiplayer? Okay, so to be honest with you, I didn't even know that um, it dropped when it did. I just noticed it from when you actually dropped your video on it and um. When I saw you fly off the building and then the other dude come out the cut and kill the dude and y'all killed the fools at the same time, I was like, okay, yeah, let me go see what this is about. And then when you said it was free too, I was like, okay, yeah, I need to, I need to pick that up because I honestly haven't even been on the Ghost of Tsushima that much. I still haven't even finished it. Mm. I just went straight to the multiplayer actually, and I'm I'm enjoying it to be honest with you. I'm actually glad you brought up that it was free because I actually forgot to mention that. Yeah, this is a free update. This is not DLC that you have to pay for. So if you actually, I mean, it's free if you own Ghost of Tsushima. If you don't, you have to buy the game. But if you already own it, you beat it. Or even if you didn't beat it, simply update the game and you'll be able to play the multiplayer with friends. How are we feeling about this, Jay? I really like it. Um, I think this is a good, like, segue as far as, like, multiplayer for us because it seems like we always kind of struggle to find something that we want to stick on uh so when we first pulled up on it like it was it was really good the only like negative that i had initially was the story i was hoping that the story would also be four players but it's okay it's only two players but the survival uh yes it does remind me a lot like gears horde mode you're just fighting waves upon waves of endless enemies in every five waves you have a boss horde and they have like modifiers and stuff so that's really cool um, I like the four classes. The Ronin, even though it's a healer, uh, the Ronin does have a, a super duper important uh, aspect when it comes to running these survivals, especially once you get into the higher difficulties, uh, bronze, silver, and then gold, uh, which is the hardest so far before you um, until you get into the nightmare stuff. Uh, so it's really cool. I really love the customization. I added a lot of customization in here. So for anybody, because uh, I know that that was one of the biggest aspects of Ghost of Tsushima, because everybody and their mom uh, were showing their screenshots in the regular story. So uh, so you have a lot of that here. Uh, so for anybody who was worried about that, like they have a lot of that. I think one of the more interesting aspects, though, of the multiplayer is the whole uh, looting system. 
I wasn't expecting the looting system to have another layer of depth to it, but it does. And uh, Hamp, because I know he's been playing a lot when we played last night, he you know showed us some stuff that I didn't even know about because I know he's been playing it uh, a hell of a lot with D-Man and the rest of them. Uh, so I wasn't expecting that uh, uh, that type of stuff. So like you can you can pretty much do a lot to basically mold whatever like special weapon, whether it's an epic or a legendary, to your playstyle or just like some of the the perks that you want. So I found that to be a very unique aspect. Other than that, man, I mean, it's not too much to it. Like it's a lot of a lot of you know cosmetic items that you can get and of course you're trying to get your level up because the raids are coming next week and you go you are going to have to be a high level in order to tackle some of those raids so it's cool i i enjoy playing it with the gi crew i actually think this i feel and this is my gut i'm just projecting i feel like this is potentially a beta test for ghost of shishima too especially with the way the way the game ended uh i feel like there's going to be a sequel and i feel like this is kind of a beta test for the sequel give us a little something to nibble on and then when the when the sequel comes out i feel like they're gonna go full-blown with the multiplayer which i'm not mad at uh, especially because it's free how you feeling about it ethos um yeah i think it's really good um i it's more ghost of tsushima which i think ghost of tsushima is a great game as well so i'm never gonna say no to that uh it has co-op with it which is fun i agree with jg the story kind of is like yeah whatever i don't really i didn't really care about the story when i was running through it but um, just the the co-op experience of it's really good. I hope they expand it a little bit more, kind of like um, it gives me like a Mass Effect 3 multiplayer vibe. So I hope mm. they kind of do like what Mass Effect did, which is how they expanded on it, added new enemy types, um, added new maps, like that sort of thing. Like if they really want to push this Legends thing further, I'd say like support it, add some more stuff to it. I um, mean, I'll be happy with it. I, I'm really excited to see how the raid system works because I think that's going to be really interesting to see how they do that with Ghost of Tsushima's mechanics, but uh, I'm all for it, so good job sucker punch you did a great job i kind of feel like i enjoy this just because i'm older uh it's kind of just fun to just beat shit up and get off the damn game i i just don't want to play an open world everything which i mean the story is open world but i guess it was just refreshing to hop on something with friends and play if anything we need more pve uh co-op games that's what i got out of this it's fun to play this with the boys or whatever um also a shout out to uncle iroh who uh narrates the story uh and everybody kept asking me in the twitch chat every five seconds every time i is that uncle iroh is that yes it is yes it is so he narrates the story it's cool i like the uh the looting system and like the rolling the, the way it works compared to like other like uh looting systems um you can you can you can and then you can dismantle stuff and then do re-rolls and you actually get decent loot compared to like other games so it doesn't feel like Every time I play the game, I feel like I'm leveling my character up versus other like looter shooters. There'd be other times where like I, I'd be playing and I feel like I wasn't getting anything out of the situation, which isn't the case here. Uh, I still don't think I'm ready for the raid, but that's because I haven't been on it enough compared to other people. Um, well, BZ hasn't been on it that much either. Beasy. He was he was cheating. <laughs> he was using, oh, he was in a, really? He, oh, you didn't know that? Yeah, there know. was a no, there was there was a there was a method. That's what that patch was for. There was a method in which you could uh you could you could uh cheat the game. And then uh-huh. uh, you could you could get better loot. All you had to do was uh, wow. Nomad taught it to me. Fucking, no, wow. I didn't get a chance to do it though. All you had to do was um, load into the first level and turn matchmaking off. And then you run up to the first two people in front of the gate. You let them kill you, and then uh, and then you uh, you waste all your lives. And then once it's over, it literally takes a minute. It gives you better loot. Just make sure you have the best loot equipped. Wow. It was a, it was a, it was a it was a bug, I guess. But that's what that patch was for. They got rid of that BZ, shit. BZ. Yeah, that's why BZ got three characters in the hundreds and shit. He was cheating. Wow. <laughs> Disappointed. Disappointed. 
Oh my goodness. I mean, overall, overall, I think it's dope. Uh, is there any way I think that they could uh, improve this or add on to it to, to keep you coming back? Or you think it's just kind of something to hold you off until November? It just holds me off until Cyberpunk. That's pretty much it. Mm. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, bro. I feel the same yeah. way. It's way too many games to play right now. So. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I said, I'm gonna hit the raid, and then that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, I'm probably gonna try the raid a couple times and then wait for Cyberpunk. Man, if that raid got puzzles, what might have been? <laughs> he probably will. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name? What you gonna do with Cyberpunk? Ain't what you think it's gonna be, uh, Ethos? What you gonna do? That's an impossibility in my mind. It's the moment is the moment of truth, boy. At least this game is coming out unlike Star Citizen. I give you that much. Yeah, yeah, that is true. I seen but a Star that, Citizen video on my sub box the other day and just laughed. I'm like, I okay. do too. I laugh every time I see videos getting uploaded at this point. <laughs> I just like, whatever it happens, it happens, I guess. It has some type of community celebration. I'm like, this game has a community. Get out of here. Like, <laughs> yeah. It is what it is. So, I mean, Ghost of Tsushima's multiplayer is out now. Free update for those who already own Ghost of Tsushima. If you don't, buy the game. Game, try it out single player the story is great too i've seen a lot of whenever when i'm streaming this i've seen a lot of people complaining that there was no pvp what is with so many people like in like p like y'all just don't play games for what y'all got to sweat and everything what is that i don't get My that yes they do how, i feel that i feel how that. how are you supposed to do pvp and ghost of Tsushima? how is that combat engine supposed to work with multiple players i think the everybody's going to be parrying that's yeah, all it's going to parry mm. you like, you're right they're just going to camp and parry yep. <laughs> yeah like what how, how would that work i i, so I think you know what samurai game does have pvp this no, here you go, here go, here go. <laughs> samurai go. zero baby <laughs> <laughs> um I, I think the more interesting thing is like just a month ago like everybody was complaining that sweats are ruining what was that that little cartoony uh, kitty game guys. yeah fall guys people were complaining that gaming is being ruined by sweats but then y'all also complained that every game doesn't have pvp i don't get it uh, which one do you want do you want it or not i don't know uh but yeah updates available updates available uh another game that came out since the last podcast is one that in, in my opinion it didn't come out of left field because i keep up with mobile gaming but for a lot of people it came out of left field i actually knew about this game we're talking about genshin impact i knew about it like two three months ago because i got an instagram ad for it and i was like oh this is a, it was a trailer i was like oh this looks kind of cool so then i hit the i hit the link and i down i couldn't download it at the time because it wasn't out but they have they have pre-orders on the apple store now it's weird so I pre-ordered the game, and then the day the game had came out, um, it started downloading to my phone like that night. I woke up like the next day, and everybody was talking about Genshin Impact, and I was like, I thought it was just gonna be like another random anime mobile game that like I was gonna play for a little bit. But then everybody was talking about it. Then I found out there was a PC and a PS4 version. I thought it was just a mobile game, and it kind of lit the internet on fire. And it's still kind of going strong right now. I still see a lot of people that I follow playing Genshin, grinding the game. So for those of you unaware. Uh, I don't know the name of the studio who's doing it, but it's a Chinese studio. Um, it's a game that they they blatantly said was inspired by Breath of the Wild. The exploration reminds me of it, like kind of the world. Uh, but the combat, uh, you play as like four different characters that it's a it's you have to collect different characters. Um, it's an action game and it kind of reminds me of like Mass Effect in the sense there's a there's a primer and detonator uh, system where basically like, I don't know if you hit them with ice and then fire, it'll do more damage. But then you have four different characters you can do it with and you control them all at once. Uh, and then you're exploring this beautiful big open world with camps and bosses and stuff like that. Uh, how are you feeling about uh, Genshin Ethos? Uh, so, unfortunately, I could never get into Breath of the Wild. And I don't blame anyone but myself for that. Um, and so, like, with this game, I'm kind of having the same effect where, like, I was playing it for a couple hours and I was like, oh, this is really cool. And then I just stopped. 
and I can't explain why. I just I was just like kind of like okay, this is cool, and then I was done. Um, I think the game is really cool though, like for a free to play game and and I forgot to all that it, jazz. Yeah. yeah, I think it's really awesome. Um, you know, I'm surprised people aren't yelling about Chinese spyware with it because it is a Chinese game, but <laughs> whatever. Uh, okay, it's not we, on the Epic Game to, Store. We've got double standards here, but whatever. Um, but yeah, it's not on the Epic Game Store, but um. The other thing that uh the one thing that i have heard noticed as like a criticism of the game that i've other people that i've talked to who've like played it like non-stop they've told me is that once you get to the end game of it or once you refinish it it starts to really show that it's a free-to-play game and a lot of the things called like recent or whatever it's called um a lot of that resource gets very difficult to get your hands on to the point where like it kind of is like trying to make you pay for it at that point mm. um so like that's something that i feel like i'm I wonder if like everyone loves it now, but I wonder for the people who actually play it and get to that end game, I wonder if their opinions are going to change once they start to see like, oh, okay, now the free to play trickery and stuff is starting to like really show its head compared to like in the beginning where they're just like, oh yeah, you have this for free, this for free, this for free. And then you invest like a bunch of time into it. And then, you know, then in time sinks you into like, oh, now you want to give us some money. So, I mean, hey, but the game is cool. Even for the free aspect, I think it's still worth like at least checking out and having fun. Um, so I, I'd say it's a great job. It reminds me a little bit of a near as well. So, um, yeah. Yeah. A lot of people are talking about this because it's a gotcha game. That's like the new hot buzzword of the month. Uh, basically because it's a free to play game, you get like a couple characters for free, but then after that, like it really tries to make you buy something. Cause it's really hard to get the materials you need. Cause in the game, it, like it has roles, like they, they call them wishes. Uh, you gain enough materials and then you can get wishes and then like, it's all random loot drop. So you, w whether or not you'll get a good character is not based off your skill. It's all based off roles. So like that pisses, that's pissing people a lot off too. And it's really grindy. I really like the game, but like, I just don't have time to play it. Um, and because of that, I've only made it to like level 14 and you have to be level 16 to get to the co-op. That's what I forgot to mention. There's a, uh, there's co-op for like dungeons and raids and stuff. You can play with your friends, but like level 16 doesn't sound like it's, it's hard, but it takes a long time to get to that. Uh, you got to grind for like a good week or two, like nonstop, uh, just running around all over the place. And it is fun to explore, but it's like, when you don't have that free time, it's just like, uh, it kind of turns me away from the game and I don't want to spend money when I know I'm not going to be on it like that. But I mean, if you need a free to play game, I still would recommend it. Like the action is on point and the controls are on point. It's really fun to explore climbing and just gliding around all over the place in the world is really beautiful. Um, how you feeling about Genshin, Jay? Um, I mean, I watched some of y'all play it. And again, I feel the same way that you do. Like there are way too many games to play and I don't want to even try to get engulfed in it because I already don't have time as it is. So I know I'm not going to have time for this. Um, another thing, I don't think I've ever played a gacha game in my life, so this was something that I had no clue about. I've never heard about it until, like, just the hype came out, and I was like, wow, what is this? Like, why is everybody excited about it? So, again, I decided to watch it, and, like, the combat looks cool. Um, I don't, I have no clue what's going on in the story, and, <laughs> like, that's pretty much it. Like, I was just looking at some of the combat. I was like, all right, I was like, this, this looks like something, like, I probably would want to get into if, like, this was the only thing that I could play, but is way too many other things out so i just pretty much staying away from it mm, okay okay what about you 17. um to be honest with you i've only played like the first literally like the first bit of it i killed this like little blue bob that came out of the water and i was like yeah i, I ain't about to get into this but like i watched my friends play it because they you know are more committed to it than me but you know it looks cool but i it's just not for me 
fair enough fair enough you know what, what i will say is really cool about it um is the fact that the game has cross save so i have it on my pc and i have it on my phone which by the way the game looks great on your phone it looks almost comparable to the pc version um and like what's really dope is like i was playing on my pc and then i logged out and then i went and lied in the bed and i booted it up on my phone and like it didn't load me into like the hub world uh with like my save file it literally loaded me exactly where i left off uh, on pc i was like in the middle of like nowhere i was like god damn so like this shit is like real cross save so i mean if I don't know if, if you if you don't have the money to play some of these games that are coming out this might be like well though because you might need money to get the characters i don't know uh <laughs> it might be worth looking into i would say um but i enjoyed the game the gameplay i i think it's interesting um but they got to come down on, on on them prices in terms of being able to unlock the characters uh and i think the level 15 or 16 that you had to be to get to the co-op was too high they should have made it like level 10 or something i think uh when you're able to play games with your friends it makes people want to play it longer but it takes a long time before you can even get to your friends but it's something better something it's something cool something different ethos is right like you said in the other podcast don't be surprised if you start seeing more chinese studios coming out with games that are taking the world by storm i mean it looks like your prediction's coming true because this is one of those cases oh uh, and by the way the uh the publisher is mihoyo and then the developers are shanghai miha touring film technology company which is very long but there you go you said spyware got you (laughs) (laughs) it's just a joke it's just a joke so if you need something cool to play something free something different check out genshin impact it's not available i mean if if you're on mobile android or ios uh i mean you could just you know download it from the store but if you're on pc uh it's not available on steam or like origin or something like that you have to google genshin impact and download their their launcher another launcher off their website and then it's also available on ps4 uh so <laughs> xbox i got no games still that's crazy uh it's funny too because the next let's, let's get into the news the first thing we got to talk about is actually xbox so microsoft is trying to save gamestop we all know we're, at this point we're all waiting for gamestop to collapse it seems like every month there's a new story about their, their quarterly earnings dropping uh i don't know people throwing up in the store people scamming wearing trash bags on their hands, just doing weird shit at the GameStop. But it looks like Microsoft sees value in GameStop because they're trying to save it. Uh, It has been reported that Microsoft has invested in GameStop. Uh, They've decided to do a multi-year strategic partnership. So Microsoft believes they'll be around for at least another few years. Um, And what this entails is basically Microsoft is investing, keeping them alive. Uh, If you go to your local GameStop, you're gonna see people walking around with Microsoft tablets and surfaces and stuff. You're gonna see a lot of Microsoft uh, posters all over the place and also uh gamestop reportedly is going to be getting a cut of xbox's games which is funny because they have none but they're going to be getting a cut of that um what do you think this is going to do what do you think this is going to do for gamestop does this make you want to shop at gamestop uh jg <laughs> no um the funny <laughs> thing laughing about... no bro, it's <laughs> funny you nah bro this stuff is a joke um i think the the key thing about this is the fact that GameStop is going to get a cut even if you're not buying the game from GameStop that's the thing that when I first heard about this I was like how does that really work why is GameStop getting tied into here if they are not the ones who so are they buy it off the purchasing X- it from they buy it off Xbox Live or like the Game Pass GameStop is still making money basically 
yeah and i'm like again how does that part make sense it makes sense if you know they're getting the cut if you buy it from them but that's the that's the main thing that i don't really understand but here's the thing here's another thing about them now we know that just like apple stores microsoft has their own stores now before covid even really got to the peak which again we're still really really in the thick of it but before it even got to its peak the micro a lot of microsoft stores were closing so the microsoft stores by themselves are hurting so i'm thinking that's probably why they decided to go after gamestop because first of all there aren't a lot of microsoft stores and the ones that are there they're usually in the malls but they're not in every mall and people honestly just don't go to the microsoft stores every time i go to the mall and i pass by the microsoft stores nobody's in there yeah this like, is a, a flip this is not even about gamestop microsoft is just trying to find a cheap way to get more real estate uh exactly. to create bootleg microsoft stores so you can get a surface yes exactly so that's really what the thing is and i didn't really hear people talking about that probably a lot of people missed that news but that's really really it like gamestop whether you like it or not they have brick and mortar stores all across the u.s now a lot of them have either you know some of them are closing or some of them are trying to you know revamp and turn it more to like a you know a social area which i still haven't seen that at least here yet and i don't know if they're still trying to proceed with that because i know we talked about that news like months ago but even still like it's you know those are stores that whether you like gamestop or hate them like if you need something very quickly like there's a gamestop probably around the corner for you so if you want something physically you can just go there so that's really what it is that's that's the play that microsoft is doing here but again i still don't understand the fact that like that they're getting a cut even if you're not getting it directly through the gamestop ecosystem but it makes sense from a uh, a financial standpoint 100 why they decided to say gamestop because at first i was like this makes no sense like why would you try to save them especially when we're going into like almost a purely digital age but you know it is what it is like they at least thought about it and they were like hey nobody's going to the microsoft stores but people are still going to gamestop so let's just you know give them some cash have them have them take a cut for you know everything xbox or microsoft related and and there you go the problem with this strategy is like who who's really buying i feel like the microsoft stores were failing because who's really buying microsoft products like that microsoft is known for what microsoft word and microsoft and and and, and windows uh but who's going to gamestop or the microsoft store i mean the surface is a good product from my understanding for like artists but other than that like what else do they have that like warrants people constantly going to gamestop for microsoft products if that makes sense just xbox it's it's literally just xbox like I, I don't see another reason for going in a microsoft store as well like people people were staying in apple stores like everything apple like they're going in there like there are mm -hmm. lines around the corner there there's never not anybody in the apple store but microsoft stores look at literally every time i pass by like it's nothing like you just see the xboxes in the front and that's it like they're just sitting there just twiddling their thumbs so like that's you know, funny i, I, I think about it yeah them. it always is empty whenever i pass a microsoft yeah. store <laughs> That's yeah, crazy. that is. So, like I said, it, it makes sense from um, from financial standpoint. Like Microsoft is at least thinking about. It. They're trying to be strategic. Uh, so, you know, we've been talking about GameStop suffering for like a couple of years now, but it looks like this is finally, you know, going to be one of the things that they need to at least stay afloat for at least a, another few years, this depending on what happens with you know the new the new consoles. This is a band aid. If they don't turn profit after that contract up, GameStop going to be asked out uh again. yeah uh you, you gonna start shopping at gamestop more 17 um absolutely not the <laughs> to to me um it's just 
I don't know because you you said that uh, JG said that nobody's in Microsoft stores. Nobody's in GameStop stores either. I don't see anybody mm. in GameStop except for like kids who just walk in, look at everything, and then walk right back out. I mean, true, but there are more people. Even if it's like a couple, oh, yeah. there yeah, are definitely 100%. more. It, what, yeah. One is more than zero. So that's all I'm saying. Like, <laughs> it's a real estate play because GameStop is everywhere. So even if those kids are just coming in to look real quick, that's more kids seeing the surface, I guess, and the, the Xbox, I guess. But although if you're great, you could you could get the game you get the xbox at gamestop regardless so that's kind of weird too i don't i don't get it yeah i don't know ethos what you think i don't care <laughs> <laughs> you don't want a goddamn surface bro you don't want it windows phones suck man uh but i mean yeah so yeah if you do if you're still stopping at gamestop just be aware that uh probably in the next few months or the next year when you walk in there, there's probably going to be somebody in there with a shirt tucked in, walking around with a Surface tablet, trying to shove it up your ass uh, when you're just trying to get a PlayStation or an Xbox. Uh, but at least I guess, you know, GameStop gets to survive. People get to keep their jobs. That, that's that's the good thing. As much as I rag on GameStop, I never want to see nobody lose their job, especially in a time like this. Uh, you know, shout out to Microsoft, keeping jobs afloat. It feels like the holiday season sneaks up on us earlier every year. And if you're not thinking about holiday shopping, you're behind. So I'm here to help you out by letting you know about a great place to get everything you need this holiday season. And it's called Zebit, which is also a sponsor of today's show. See, with Zebit, you can shop thousands of products from your favorite brands and pay for them over time. They have everything from Xboxes to TVs to tools, cookware, furniture, and even gift cards. And Zebit gives you the option to pay just a portion of the price at checkout with the rest spread out over time and easy achievable payments. And check this out, right? So the Apple Series 5 watch, that's currently starting at $400 and you would have had to pay that up front on another store. But on Zebit, you just have to make a down payment and then after that, you can do a six month payment plan which comes out to like 66 bucks a month, which is easy and achievable. And with Zebit, there's no cost to join, no hidden fees, and there are no gotchas. With flexible payment options and an amazing marketplace, Zebit is the best place to start holiday shopping. And since they're a sponsor of the show, you can get a head start on your holiday shopping by signing up to shop on Zebit today at zebit.com slash GI. That's zebit.com slash GI. Once again, zebit.com slash GI. What's going on, y'all? It's UTXJG to die one third of the Gaming Illuminati podcast. And you know all the things that we love to do for ourselves but haven't done it for whatever reason. Now, for me, I always want to straighten teeth and a better smile. Well, I'm done putting it off. And thanks to Candy Straightening, my teeth is simpler, easier, and more comfortable than ever. Candy Clear Aligners are comfortable, removable, and practically invisible, unlike wire braces. So you can transform your smile without anybody noticing. Plus, your treatment is prescribed and monitored remotely by a licensed orthodontist who's an expert on tooth movement, and it's all done from the comfort and convenience of your own home. Candid only works with orthodontists, never general dentists like other companies. Plus, your supervisor orthodontist will be with you every step of the way. With Candid, your treatment includes remote monitoring by the same orthodontist who created your plan, so you never have to wonder how you're doing. You're always going to know, and I love that. Average Candid treatment is just six months. You'll start seeing results way before then, and it costs thousands less than braces. So, are you ready to start straightening your teeth today? Right now, all my listeners can save $75 on Candid Starter Kit. Go to CandidCO.com GI and use code GI. That's CandidCO.com slash GI, code GI. 
Take advantage of the limited time offer to save $75 on your starter kit. CandidCO.com slash GI, code GI. Let's see, other news, PlayStation. An update came out, uh, update 8.0, I think it was. Uh, it's for the PS4. This update will also, the features will be in the PS5. But the reason it's been making a lot of noise is apparently uh, voices can now be recorded in party chat. And the functionality is there for snitching, basically. Uh, Sony said that they want, it's basically a tool so that, you know, if anybody's harassing you in the party or anything crazy, like some racism or something like that is going on, voices will be recorded and you can, it'll be used as a tool to review accounts and get that ass banned, basically. And a lot of people are, uh, you know, crying and invasion of privacy and all this other stuff. Um, do you feel like uh, your, your privacy is being invaded, uh, Ethos? I mean, my privacy has already been invaded by multiple different tech companies, so I don't think this is any different than that. Mm. Um, I'm not even ever on PlayStation Party to begin with chat because there's this thing called Discord, which um, for you people who are stuck on the console, uh, it's much better and uh, it's free. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't need to worry about any of this news at all. Mm, it's crazy too because like it's on your phone and it sounds better than the ps4 that's the news i got out of this i'm like damn y'all still using party chat like, <laughs> yeah, yeah y'all still using that in 2020 of our lord <laughs> that's crazy DB. uh you worried about getting snitched on jay uh when was the last time that i was in the a playstation party i actually i don't think i've ever once been in the playstation voice chat party like yeah it, it just it, it's not a thing like discord has been around even before then we were using various other voice systems like i've been on pc for so long gaming with y'all that's <laughs> like, crazy i don't think i've been in a party chat since the 360 yeah. era too when i think yeah, about exactly. it i don't think i ever yeah. used the ps4 that's crazy exactly yeah. exactly and we all knew like during the playstation 3 to xbox days like i didn't i had a playstation 3 late but even then like we knew that the playstation 3 like online was trash like those parties were terrible xbox 360 was way better with their party system and then the ps4 and the xbox one came out and by that time like we were all on pc so even though i had a ps4 like i never got in a party because why <laughs> we were all in here still gaming on our playstation 4 so it doesn't matter to me but uh going back to ethos point like yeah our invasion is already being invaded like our, our my phone is listening to me right now so uh yeah i i don't think that i really am impacted by this even if i was in the uh like actively using the playstation party system but i understand where people are coming from like with their uh uncertainty about this but uh it, it, it really at this point is going to be either you care enough that you're not going to use it at all or you're just going to deal with it and my gut is telling me that the people that actively use the party chat systems are still going to deal with it and they're probably still not going to watch what they say so don't be surprised if you get that ad ban uh, the only thing that like I would see like this being annoying for is like for people who still use party chat and like you know when you with your friends when you with your boys you jerk you joke a certain type of way that you wouldn't joke in public and there might be someone in there new that you were unaware of and you don't know their their levels of sensitivity and they don't know y'all joking and then they report your ass and you get that ass banned and shit like that uh, like that that could be like annoying but I mean the solution is just use Discord. Uh, <laughs> uh, how you feel about this seventeen? Do you, do you care about the uh, the party chat update? Um, so I see I'm the only broke boy here who will actually be in the party chat for PS4. Um, so I don't have a PC yet, but um, my friends, they're like so stuck in their ways that all they use is the party chat. I just tell them, yo, get in the discord. Like <laughs> we don't even have to deal. We don't have to, we don't even have to deal with any of that. And 
like the only problem i see is like why y'all should know who y'all are in parties with on the playstation like you should be with your friends and if not like i don't know give a disclaimer before anybody joins your parties but you should know who you guys are with and um the update even said like the reports have to be it has to be sent by a user so if if there are problems like i don't know you guys have to know your friends i guess um yeah i i guess i'm thinking back to like the xbox 360 days from what i remember when we when i used to hop in i used to hop in party chats all the time with people that i didn't know like what up and we used to talk shit and roast uh and that that's what i mean like i don't know if people still do that shit uh where you just where you just make art i mean if you if you're sticking within your circle you should be fine but just be aware if you're not you know you never know who's recording and snitching and shit like that when you're when you're just joking just be aware of what you say uh, but the vile people, they do, they, they they gotta go. Speaking of invasion of privacy, though, fucking Target is just an invasion of privacy. They they send me an email. I got I pre-ordered a PS5 off of Target, and they oh, send fine. me an email every fucking day with deals all up my ass and shit. And the shit's annoying. And the only reason I don't unsubscribe and turn it off is because I want to make sure my PS4, sh- my PS5 ships. I mean, this uh, guy. <laughs> so I gotta deal with this bullshit. They all are my bro. I, I turn it off. <laughs> unsubscribe now. It will not affect you. I don't think it should affect you. Mm, I just want to. I just gotta make sure my PS5 ships. And as soon as I get that notification, I'm, I'm unsubscribing, bro. <laughs> right. Every day Target sends emails. This is the only website that does this. I'm like, Jesus Christ, bro. Trust me, there are a lot of others. You just you just got caught in that one because you don't buy things from like these other companies as much as like I, me, for example. So no, all of them do it. Tarje. Uh did y'all see the PS5 UI video? I did. Yes. Yeah. Any thoughts on the 17? Uh I think it's simple and clean. Um you can kind of tell they're appealing to this new social media era and they're trying to get these things with the cards thing and they're posting like news and events that's going on with that specific game um it's kind of cool that you can get like a playtime estimate because sometimes i'll get on the game before work and then like it'll tell you hey you have 10 minutes before you finish this level and i could just quickly do that or if i don't want to i could just set it down and come back later i do think that um there's a there's a thing called like game help or something like that, where it'll literally just show you a video of how to finish whatever task that you need to do. I mm-hmm. think that's kind of whack, but other than that, it looks really clean. Yeah, I agree with you. The uh, the game help shit is whack. Uh, and it, like it, it's getting to a point where it's like, you gotta buy VC for the game. Then you got built-in walkthroughs and shit. And it's like, at this point, it's like, y'all, y'all gonna let people play the game or nah? If I really need help, I'll go on YouTube. But like, I don't know how I feel about uh, just got holding everybody's hand. What What'd you think, Jeff? Um, the UI looks cool. I would I would tend to agree with the you know quote unquote hand holding. But again, you know, it's not something that you have to use. True. So that would be my my only defense because I wouldn't see myself using it unless I absolutely have to Google something. Uh, then, <laughs> then, then I would find this helpful because I wouldn't have to, you know, go on my computer and, you know, use some extra clicks in order to find a walkthrough on on how to do something. It, uh, it would just be right there. Uh, from but experience. It, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm speaking from experience. <laughs> I do this all the time. Uh, so, so yeah. Uh, but again, it's something that you don't have to use. So it's it's fine that it's there. 
I don't see myself using it though like for maybe somebody who is younger and maybe they are just really really stuck on something like it'd be very very helpful and you can still stay in the ecosystem that's really what the thing is so just like 17 said like it's it's really banking on like the more social aspect that video games have now so um that's really what they cater to with this new ui but it looks very clean though um i think one of the most important things though is we finally saw like another true example like a in like an in real time example of this ssd because boy oh boy did this game load fast as fuck like, yeah these games loaded super fast and that's just weird to me like for consoles like i've i've seen this already on my side like with the pc side but for consoles boy like welcome to 2020 uh console people like strictly console people because y'all are going to be amazed at these fast load times it, it was it was really a sight to see i think that was the most important part not not just the ui but how fast these games loaded facts uh i'm excited to be able to load into the park even faster so just so i can lag um i think the ui is clean it's simple it looks like it'll be easy to use i don't feel like when i when i boot up the ps5 i'll be spending a lot of time shuffling through the menus and stuff like that and to me that's the most important thing i just want to get to the games be able to access the store as soon as possible in intuitiveness um once again xbox fans just because you got used to and you learn how to tolerate the xbox one interface does not mean it's intuitive and it's good it's a bad interface sorry ethos how'd you feel about the ps5 interface it's all right whatever that's that's All real. Right. That's real though. This <laughs> has <laughs> got the hot takes, dog. It was whatever. I'm not. I'm not gushing over it. Like, oh my god, it shows you. I was like, all right, it looks cool. Whatever. I mean, it works. That's all I care about. Does it work? <laughs> is it working? Can I get around? That is the. Can I get, all, can I get to my games board. fast? And yeah, does it work? That's all I care point. about. Yeah. Uh, yo, what was the point of the? I forgot. I didn't. I didn't put this on the show notes. But what was the point of them doing like the PS5 breakdown and like showing what was in the inside? <laughs> I was like, do they think they console gamers what care? That means. Like, like the people who buy this don't even know what that, what that, what this, what they're even looking at. So, like, I guess for like technical people, like it's really cool to look at, but like, it's basically a PC. Like, <laughs> you're looking at a PC in a nutshell. So, only no bad care, but he's a huge techie. So he yeah. was like, he was like, I really enjoyed it. I didn't even watch it, like, because I could care less about what was inside it facts but i mean it is what it is uh we're we gonna see as long as they got some games to play uh moving away from some gaming stuff we're gonna get back into it a little bit later uh, let's talk about some streamer stuff there's a guy which by the way he was he i think he's the former creative uh director for the google stadia i actually checked his twitter before we started recording i couldn't help but notice that's not in his bio anymore oh he but, changed it he yeah did. i think he oh, might man. i think a google might have google might have <laughs> gave him the boot <laughs> he changed uh, it. Wow. that shit was fucking fun i was like hold up so yeah if you look at his uh bio it says creative director uh sg and e montreal studio it no longer says google stadia um so there's a guy by the name of alex hutchison he was making waves on the internet yesterday on twitter he i think he's he worked for google stadia but it's not in his bio anymore and basically what he said on twitter is um streamers to be worried about so for those you're unaware like there's been some dmca takedowns on twitch uh basically don't play music on stream blah 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 copyright what he, did i say he said this last time he was saying streamers should be worried about getting their content pulled because they use music uh they didn't pay they should also be worried about the fact that they're streaming games they didn't pay for as well which is which is weird i did pay for it uh it's all gone as soon as publishers decide to enforce it uh the real truth is streamers should be paying the developers and publishers of the games they stream they should be buying a license like any real business and paying for the content they use 
then he said and then and then like right after that he said i'm about to stream fall guys uh <laughs> so like the, the only reason i even caught this this tweet i didn't, i've never even heard of this dude is another streamer i followed like quote tweeted him and then i looked at it and like he was just getting flamed by the internet and like i made a whole video about this and i was like yeah technically he's right when you when you purchase a game you have the you, you purchase the right to play it but you don't purchase the right to uh you know broadcast it to the world or whatever but the problem with this take is like all nobody has a problem with it uh, all the developers, all the publishers are cool with it. There's a whole platform. There's multiple platforms developed around the idea. These these companies are reaching out. They want to work with these content creators. There's entire websites uh, like Keymail or Arsenal where you can just literally sign in as a content creator and, and request a key. And like they're begging people to play their games because they understand word of mouth promotion is a very powerful thing. And the prime example of that is 2020. The most 2020 thing ever is Among Us. That game has been out for like a year or two. For those of you unaware, totally irrelevant. A streamer picked it up and it blew up. And dumb people have become millionaires over overnight. They were working on Among Us 2. They canceled it and said, you know what? We're just going to put that content into Among Us and we're going to ride this way. It changed their lives. Same thing with Minecraft and a bunch of other games uh, fucking who was it? i think it was captain sparkles that made minecraft pop uh, popular him or, or pewdiepie they played it and uh was it not uh, whoever the developer of minecraft is he sold it to to microsoft became a billionaire because the right person played it the point i'm trying to make is all these you know all these publishers and developers don't have a problem with it they literally have written statements on their website and i just didn't understand what was the point of him putting out this tweet especially because you know google really needs people to play the stadia stadia however you pronounce it like you could use some word in mind what's your take on this jay let me correct you on something because i know somebody in the youtube is, is uh in youtube comments is probably gonna say something but it was uh c nanners who uh, c nanners my bad yeah yeah c nanners one of the main people to make micro popular um uh, but let me let me go ahead and expand on this once again um yes technically he is right yes when you purchase something it's only for the right to play it or show it off if it's like another type of content but let me let me tell you all something now for years especially since we've been in the media space as well as the content creator space i cannot tell you where a day goes by that i do not get an email from some random indie developer begging me to play their game literally putting the code for the game in the email and saying, hey, I gave you a code. Uh, can you play so-and-so game? And I ignored the majority of them, but here's what I'm trying to say. Hollywood. But okay. I just don't have time to play them. I'm sorry. I just don't have time to play them. Because you get the dog. No, nah, most of them games are dog shit. shit. Yeah. Most of them games are dog shit. shit. Both of y'all get the same email that I get. So we know. No, I don't get those type of emails. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Anyways, anyways, the point the point is especially with indie developers but triple a developers it, it happens a lot as well especially when a new game is coming out they want the exposure right so like it's really been a thing ever since you know social media uh and streaming and making youtube videos has become super duper popular and is single-handedly like propelled video games to the highest degree like video games is a billion dollar industry. like we all know this right now so these developers they want you to be able to do this they don't care the difference is when we're talking about video games versus the music video games and the whole way that developers and publishers think and act are very very progressive compared to record companies with the music 
and i said this on the last podcast these record companies are super old they have old money they do not care about random streamer they can be the biggest streamer in the world and if they're playing something in the background that they don't like yes they have the right to go after them is it right uh no i don't think i don't think morally it's right but at the end of the day they don't care but for this dude to come around and say that streamers should pay the devs uh excuse me first of all i've already bought the game so even though technically i don't have the right to play it like websites like uh you know companies like twitch they have already made these deals like in the background with the majority of these AAA developers and these indie developers that you know have all of a sudden uh risen to the ranks and everybody's playing their game because you know someone so streamer played it or whatnot and made it popular they've already made those deals in the background so how dare you even you know make this comment talking about we should pay them for a license uh no no i i don't think it's gonna work like that buddy and i would love to see like a random video game uh studio come and be like hey you need to pay for this license otherwise you can't play this game because guess what's going to happen to that game most likely it's going to get dumped and it's not going to be by one person it's going to be by the majority of people because unless like it's the biggest game in the world and you just absolutely have to make content on it whether it's streaming or on youtube i don't think that anybody's going to fall for this this is a totally different situation to music so he needs to shut up and i find it very very hilarious that he changed his bio ever since he got this flight because he knew he was wrong for saying that bullshit uh i think uh, apparently google threw him under the bus they was like nah his his statements don't uh they don't represent us <laughs> he's like, exactly y'all he's a good over there man yeah. we gonna get ready real quick it's no for me dog it's crazy too because like if google maybe would have paid some streamers or some youtubers to to use the stadium maybe more people would have bought it but you know it's crazy because it happens so often like when we we've learned about like the money that these studios are giving like these streamers and youtubers like a lot of y'all probably still are not in the know but they're making you know tens upon thousands like hundred thousands of dollars like to play some of these games when they come out so how are you going to turn around and say that a streamer should be paying the developers when the developers know that you know a lot of these streamers have tons of influence a lot of us are giving them free advertising as it is but then they're taking it a step further and asking you know a big streamer who may or may not you know have been excited to play said game hey here's you know here's ten thousand dollars play this game for a couple of hours and just show people you know the game and what you think about it and you know and that's that like like where where have you been like you work with google stadia so how do you not know this stuff ethos you gonna let people play your stream your game yes a matter of fact we have no nda or no requirements that you know, you have to pay us to play our game. You are more than welcome to stream it, make videos about it, <laughs> epically uninstall it. Like <laughs> we encourage it all. <laughs> so yeah, this person, this person's just stupid, very stupid. So, mm, as yeah. a content creator, how you feel, Seventeen? Um, well, as a you know smaller one, I mean, like, I mean, I purchase the games to play it. Some of them I stream. And I, I just was confused by his whole thing. What really got me was how, like his later tweet, he's just like, anyways, I'm about to stream some Fall Guys, so. And then I was just like, did you just, like, that's hypocrisy personified, like the definition of hypocrisy. So I'm just confused of like, 
why he would say that and then just backtrack and do the exact opposite. It makes you question whether or not he's trolling. But I mean, if you scroll down his timeline, he seems like a very um, what's the word I'm looking for? A very just going against the grain type of person, just trying to be different for the sake of being different because he has a lot of right. weird takes. Uh, and what's funny, too, is like that Fall Guys tweet that you're talking about. If you actually click on it and look at it, like the top the top comment is like, so did you somebody at uh, Fall Guys is like, yo, did they pay? Uh, did, they, did he pay a license to stream this game Fall at Fall Guys? Uh, <laughs> they trying to get his ass in trouble and shit so i, I thought that was funny i don't know yeah, man yeah that's pretty hilarious yeah because i mean that's a legit question though like you want to talk that shit so you say you're going to stream it do you feel like you're above everybody else just because you were in the industry did you pay for a license yourself like practice what you preach and it does sound like some trolling stuff but i dead ass think that he was serious and since he got that you know that fallback then you know google did what they had to do and no you know now no longer has it in his bio so that's pretty funny Mm, mm, mm. Google takes another L and they're getting sued right now by the government. Shit crazy. Shit crazy. Just another day on the internet. Um, at this point in the podcast, uh, you could probably mute yourself, Ethos. I know you don't care about this. All uh, right, cool. See ya. Me, me and Jay, don't, don't go for too long. Me and Jay will talk about this. I don't know if 17. Are you into 2K17? Oh, absolutely. Bad, bad, bad. Okay, so. Uh, next gen 2k is coming next month they're finally rolling out details they revealed the first like quote-unquote gameplay trailer where they revealed the visuals some nba plays and stuff like that and then they also been dropping blogs revealing uh new new mechanics and whatnot and the big thing that people everybody's talking about is uh the new my player builder so they removed pie charts uh and now everything will be based off kind of like your vitals your height your weight your arm length and then after that you can put your points wherever you want and based off that that's what your player will be there's a ton of new badges um it's looking like it's gonna be a lot of customization um part of me is excited like it really hurts too because it's like you have like a love-hate relationship with 2k but it's like they're finally listening and part of me is excited because it's giving me more flexibility to make the player that i want but then the other part of me is like, yo, this could potentially be really broken. This could be 2K15 with the with the seven seven foot demigods all over again. Um, as JG is somebody who's like who has a, a, a super love hate relationship with 2K. How we how we feeling about this? Because I know you're returning for next gen. Like this is your last hurrah. How we feeling about this new my player? Oh man! And and you can talk about the visuals too. The videos have already started, bro. <laughs> Oh, just off of these like 17 second like previews it's pretty crazy so yeah i i 100 think that is going to go back to 2k 15 like if if what we're seeing is is true like you're going to go back to just being able to create whatever play that you want and i think that once again the community is going to take it one step further and create like the super demigods that we had back in, in 2k 15 um i will say this though i actually had more fun back then mm. when we were not limited to pie charts um i actually felt like that made the game worse because even though you couldn't create like the full type of player that you wanted i still enjoyed the fun aspect of how you could create your mod player back then compared to now um so i actually am more excited about them removing the pie charts in this one but uh we're just going to hope and pray that it doesn't get super toxic but again i'm i'm pretty sure that it it, it will get back super toxic so um and if, but the visuals do look very nice like i i hate to say it man it, i feel the same way about 2k that i feel about call of duty like it comes out every year 
and there's always like one or two things that i'm like oh man like damn did they give me once again and then i'm sucked back in and then i've only played for like a couple of weeks and i'm like oh man this is the same shit why did i let them uh <laughs> get me to take my 60 dollars you know so i'm hoping that this isn't uh isn't the same situation but I will say they are making the next-gen version of 2K21 look super nice. Like, if the gameplay isn't significantly better, which I feel like it will be from what they've shown, um, at least the at least the game will look nice. So I'm just going to hope that um, that the game isn't like super laggy because we still we still going to be at the mercy of the servers at the end of the day. But I'm just going to hope that like things like you know faster load times um and and of course the the new my player builder or whatever that i can you know actually make the uh the my player that i want again and be able to do everything that i want to do and then of course like i hope that the frame lag is is you know significantly reduced so that like we can actually get like you know for <laughs> for for the first time in forever like an actual like decent experience like playing this game day to day like if they can give me that then Man, I'm like a lot, man. We, I'm, I'm gonna be balling again because I really want to play a basketball game again, and I do miss playing with y'all. But man, like I said, I just couldn't do it. Like my morals just set me back. I didn't want to deal with the bullshit every year, so that's why. Like I just, I didn't buy the game. I was like, donate to me if you want to play it. But this one, I just totally sat out on. I was like, you know what? Let's just win on the next gen version and see how it is. But from what I'm hearing, man, they've been dropping a lot of news finally and you know the the my player thing that's actually the most exciting thing to me so far that i've seen i just again hope that it doesn't get like super duper toxic and if it does man fuck integrity bro i'm gonna I'm fight fire with fire so you find some toxic and in a broken build or a broken uh a broken jumper or something fuck it i'm i'm just gonna do it yeah i feel like this this new my player builder is combining like the old 2k with some of the new stuff and we might get the best of both worlds so that's why i'm kind of excited um and like i feel like with this new builder for the smart people they're going to be able to make a very dangerous player but i also feel like this this new builder because it gives you so much flexibility i feel like it's going to expose a lot of dumbasses because i'm looking at like the chart right now on the blog and like, like I said, it's all, first of all, it's all based off your vitals, uh, what type of stats that you have. And I feel like there's going to be a lot of people that don't put a lot of points on their stamina. They're probably going to try to save some points and put their stamina at like 50% so they can get some extra points when they shooting and, and they driving and stuff. And then they ain't going to be able to do nothing because they play are tired all the time. So I, I think it's going to be interesting to see how people built their, uh, their character um also i forgot to say um so one thing they also changed is the takeover uh they split the takeovers over before like each takeover would give you a bunch of new stat boosts but now they made individual ones for like so i know for like the glass cleaner instead of getting like predicting where the ball is and you're um and you get like a super box out now they have like a box out badge um they have the one where it predicts the ball uh they have one specifically for like spot up threes or whatever like it's just very specific things i kind of like that because i feel like it doesn't make the the, the badges op the the takeovers op and it, it forces people to you know actually build a good player instead of leaning on getting hot all the time so i kind of like that they, they broke up that and then this is a rumor this is a rumor it's not confirmed at this point but there's also a rumor that there's going to be multiple parks and some of them are going to be international including some like courts in asia or something like that but that hasn't been confirmed uh how we feeling how you feeling about this uh 17 because you said you play 2k yes uh i'm excited um one of my favorite modes in 2k has always been my career and you know making our own player going through the you know nba process and all that so i've always enjoyed it i actually haven't bought the last like 
three 2Ks, which is 2019 and eight. Yes. So the three 2Ks, just because I was just tired of the toxicity and how just everybody's making the same types of players. And I'm excited because after looking at the the notes for it and watching the videos on it, it looks amazing. I like um, the new badges coming. Um, I like how the whole archetypes and everything, you can completely customize it to your liking. There's no pie charts. You could just put the stat points and everything. And it's like you said, it's going to expose people that don't know basketball because a lot of people, what they do is just Google search most OP player that I can create. And then that's what they just put into their game because they just don't know how to play and they just want to shoot threes with seven foot, uh, hundred inch long or a hundred wingspan, all that stuff. So I'm excited. I'm ready for it. And yeah, I can't wait to play it. Yeah. I, I actually really hope they bring back uh, rookie mode. That's one of the things that I miss that they took out uh, to, to make it easier to grind for badges because like, especially with all these games coming out in November, I sure would like an easier grind so I can just get my player to a decent standpoint because it's going to take time to sit here and build another character. I'm not going to lie. I'm probably spending like at least an hour doing the math, <laughs> trying to figure out what badges and stats I can do to create my player. Uh, if y'all have not read that the blog, it's a lot of information and it's like I hate to break it like but it looks like they're actually putting effort into this next gen version not only from the visuals but they're making a lot of gameplay changes a lot of new badges the new my player builder and this is just what we know we still don't actually know anything about the actual online multiplayer suppose there's a new story from my career we don't know what they're doing with the other modes um this is this looks like it, it could be a new era but like jg said none of that matters if the servers are still ass the game could be amazing but if the servers are still ass i really hope they it doesn't matter i really hope they invested in man get that get that amazon web services man get that amazon web services ubisoft got it i, I don't actually know if they they got it but i don't know if this is like crazy to talk about but uh, Ubisoft announced that they're actually adding cross save to all their future upcoming up, uh, titles. So I think it's going to start with Watch Dogs. Uh, basically, if you if you buy a game on one platform, the save works on another. Uh, this is really cool, I think, for especially for people who play like Rainbow. Let's say you play on PC, but you got some friends on console. Uh, there's going to be cross save, I guess. Um, do y'all think like this is the future of uh, gaming? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I wish they had this last year, actually, um, when I was playing Assassin's Creed, because I initially strayed away from the PC version, and I got the PS4 version, and I was like, man, like, when I was watching somebody play the PC version, I'm like, damn, I wish I had that, but I was already, like, maybe 30, 40 hours into the PS4 version of Assassin's Creed so I was like yeah, I might as well just finish it like I'm not gonna go to PC version but I honestly just wanted to go back and play it so you know with things like that especially since we're you know now dealing with uh, a new generation of consoles like this is much needed so this is this is actually perfect having all the saves on the cloud and, and you know you not being restricted on one system or one platform facts 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 uh my thing is like how many games would i actually buy though where this would be useful because there's not too many and especially because call of duty has crossplay, so it's like eh. for for us probably not i think this is it, it seems like it's going to be for a specific amount of games and, and i think like it's probably going to be just the games that are coming out this year 
or like the beginning of next year for a lot of people mm-hmm. uh other than that i don't really see anybody taking full advantage of this after that because i would think at least by the end of next year of 2021 you would be in the into the new console ecosystem whether it's you know if you get a pc or if you end up getting a ps5 or xbox one s or x so then it won't matter but just the fact that like you can initially do this like you said before you fully transition i think it's cool i think it's a great idea Mm. actually you know what Uh, are ubisoft games on the xbox game pass because that could be useful I don't know if they are. I don't want to say that they are. I feel like they're not, though, because Ubisoft has their own Game Pass. But if Ubisoft games are on the Game Pass, I could see that being useful if you own an Xbox and a PC uh, and you have to jump between the platforms and you get the cross save. Yo, uh, Ethos, are, uh, unmute yourself. Yeah, what up, bro? Is, is Samurai Zero going to have cross save? Is that in the plans? Uh, well, at this time, Samurai Zero is a PC exclusive, so. Wow, your game's poor. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is something to put out there. Be aware that Ubisoft games are going to have cross-save. Uh, oh, okay, cool. Speaking of Ubisoft games, uh, hackers hacked Watch Dogs Legion. Uh, how do you guys feel about that? The irony! The irony! Yeah. <laughs> Apparently some ransomware group or whatever, they hacked and they have the, the source code for Watch Dogs Legion and they're threatening to release it for free to the public. Uh, nobody really knows why they just want to do it. They, I guess they put it on a pace bend or whatever. And like, I was reading this, I was thinking, you know, this is kind of funny. Like the irony y'all said, then I, I thought, I was like, you know, is this, is this a, a publicity stunt? Cause the game's about to come out. Uh, and Ooh, it, it got us talking. I was, yeah, it was like a conspiracy. I was like, is this a publicity stunt? Like they still haven't released it. They threatened, this is, this article is from seven days ago. They never released the code. So it's been, now I'm thinking like, is this all just, you know, they're just trying to get some attention for Watch Dogs Legion, which I feel like they don't even need it. Cause I feel like the people are paying attention to the game. Um, what's the name? What would you do if somebody hacked your game, Ethos? Uh, I would hope they wouldn't. I mean, I haven't done anything wrong. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> it's not about whether or not you did I, Honestly, anything. I don't know. I don't know what I'd do. I'd, pretty, I'd be upset, but you know, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. We have, mm. we have, I mean, we have security measures and encryption and shit. So, I mean, I feel like we're pretty secure, but I mean, there's no such thing as ultimate security. So it is what it is, I guess. Mm, okay, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know what that. They might have to add anything. I just put this out there into the world, let people know. I don't know. Um, let's see. Tom Holland is Nathan Drake. Does anybody care? Anybody care? He looked cool. Yeah. Yeah. Actually yeah like, yeah, he, like, he, beefed up a little bit for this role so it looks all right but i'm still not excited about the movie i don't care if tom Holland is i don't care who was going to be cast as nathan drake uh, am i excited about seeing a damn uncharted movie hell no uh i mean i mean yeah he looks like nathan drake in the picture but i mean if there, there's a movie from like the 80s i could watch it right now it's the same exact oh, thing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty iconic oh, uh kylo ren killed him <laughs> I was just about to watch that movie. Uh, you got any takes on this uh, seventeen? Do you care about uh, the Uncharted movie? Uh, I don't care whatsoever. I was kind of caught su- by surprise that Tom Holland was him. I thought they would choose like I don't know Chris Pratt or something, but I don't know. He looks like he's like fourteen, but he's like twenty-four. I don't know. But props to him. It's a spoilers doppelganger, the eternal fourteen-year-old. Um, when is this movie supposed to come out? 
That's a know. great question. I have no clue. He said nothing about it. Uh, somebody photoshopped a beard on him if you scroll down. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Doing quick Googles. July 16th, 2021. Mm, so look out for the Uncharted movie. If you go to Tom Holland's Twitter, you can see the picture that we're talking about. Uh, it's just him standing in front of like a blown up building, what it looks like. And then he's got the traditional Nathan Drake all brown outfit uh, ready to go on an adventure. Just like the guy that got killed by Kylo Ren. Uh, you think there'll be a boulder in this movie that'll chase him? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and like some now, treasure, maybe? Now there's gonna be a train that's gonna explode. He's gonna be struggling to, to prop himself up. There's gonna be some buildings that are gonna collapse. There's gonna be some crazy chase scenes in the car. Right. So he's gonna get chased by the train, and then the train's gonna blow up, and then he's gonna use a whip to like catch on to <laughs> something, and swing around, yeah. swing around like Spider Man. They're gonna do a little Spider Man, <laughs> little, little Easter egg. Uh, what about the Monster Hunter movie? Did y'all see that trailer? Oh God, please, please. Unfortunately, please that shit stop. looks horrible. What is with these video game movies, bro? Like, what the uh, fuck does T.I. have to do with Monster Hunter? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's already a terrible connotation about video game movies, which have been right. Like, video game movies have historically been terrible. And, of course, everybody talks about Mario every single time we talk about video game movies. But you're not making it any better. Casting T.I. in a Monster Hunter movie has been showing this. Like, I'm not I'm not excited about this. This is... I, I don't I don't understand what, what, their, what their point was of making a monster hunter movie it's not needed well first of all the the, the movie has at the, well the trailer the trailer has like every military stereotype in there they're just go 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 bravo bravo they're just making all these crazy fucking army stereotypes and then on top of that what is this movie about because monster hunter is about grinding loot and fighting big ass monsters is this movie about grinding loot because that sounds terrible has anybody played monster hunter here or like is, is i played avid- it I played Monster I mean, Hunter 4 on the 3DS, and I played Monster Hunter World on PS4. Does anyone know like what the full lore is on Monster Hunter? Because I mean, you know, at, at base I value, that's you. that's all. Yeah, that's all that I got out of it. So unless it's a lore that we just aren't aware of because we're not like avid Monster Hunter players, then yeah, I have no clue. Your guess is as good as mine. But like, if you saw this movie, like if it, if it didn't say Monster Hunter this movie could be any other movie it could be a freaking michael bay film it could be transformers it could be godzilla it could be anything right like that's exactly what this looks like so i have no clue don't kill me in the comments but from what i remember when i played monster hunter world on ps4 i don't remember if there was a story or not i didn't play it enough because i I just wasn't interested but i did play a lot of monster hunter 4 in the 3ds so don't kill me from what i remember on the 3ds it was kind of like you made your own character you go into the hub world and then your boss gives you a mission and he's like hey the dragon's threatening the village go find him and then you have to literally go hunt him down and kill him and then you get better loot that was that was what i remember i don't remember any thing that was like oh man this is really engaging i'm pretty sure world was better because there was cutscenes in it but from on the 3s version nah i don't remember no story no no crazy oh, no megan good is in this movie too like and this is directed by uh okay the people that made mortal Kombat and resident evil oh boy yeah i i'm like i'm like looking at the premise here and uh, yeah it's, <laughs> I still don't. I still don't fully understand. Is this a straight sure. to Disney Plus exclusive? Oh, Tony Jaa is the hunter, huh? Uh, he's a he's supposed to be the monster hunter here. A monster hunter. 
Okay, well, whatever. I'm not excited about it. <laughs> yeah, this shit looks fucking. It looks hard. I, at least like we haven't seen a trailer with the 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 Uncharted movie, but like this screenshot, he looks good as Nathan Drake, and I'm not even an Uncharted fan. Like I'm gonna give this movie the benefit of the doubt. It could be potentially halfway decent because Tom Holland is a good actor, in my opinion. We're gonna wait to see that trailer drop. But this Monster Hunter off rip from this trailer, this shit looks like a solid three out of ten off rip. Uh, you know, it's got CG in it. Uh, any takes on this 17? Not at all whatsoever. I've never even played Monster Hunter. And by the looks of this, this looks trash. Garbage. Garbage. You heard the man. That's all I got on my show notes. Has anybody got anything they want to add before we wrap this one up? Is there anything I forgot? Yes, no, maybe. maybe. Oh, okay, I guess not. All right, well, you are the guest of episode 10717, so you got the show floor. What is your closing statement for Game and Illuminati episode 107? Go. Um, well, to, to start, I appreciate y'all for having me on. This is an amazing thing you guys are doing. Um, this was very fun to do, very informative. Um, great to hear you guys' points on certain topics and great to have this conversation with you guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Mm, true, true, true. All right, Jay, you got the floor. What's your closing statement for Game Illuminati episode 107? Go. 17, thank you for being prompted on time for the podcast. Um, I'm sorry that, you know, we ended up having you wait because it was supposed to be the last episode. But as you know, we ended up having some special guests on that one. So our apologies. Um, I also want to say that we have some more things in the works, uh, some more things individually, whether it's video games or some other um, some other adventures, some other things that we are getting into. I have something very, very exciting coming up uh tomorrow as we as you see so uh depending on when this goes up then uh you know you already will know or not so i'm excited about everything man 2020 is still not over we got a couple of months but it's a whole lot of shit that's still on the way so i appreciate everybody that continues to show us support but we ain't done we ain't even hit our final form yet it's coming 2021 is about to be crazy I sure was about to say, I was like, can I announce it? Because I was like, I'm not going to drop this before 8 p.m. You know, I don't know, but that's, for the, but that's for the Patreon people, though. Yeah, oh, true, true. All right. That's for the Patreon people. Yeah, that, nah, they, they can wait for it. All right, Ethos, you got the show for What's your closing statement for episode 107? Go. Yeah, so you can't announce it, but I can. Samurai Zero has its first move, uh, <laughs> build. <laughs> movie build. <laughs> if you check it out, if you're a Patreon subscriber to Neo Interactive, like what TV said earlier, you get access to this build. It's going to be a tutorial level, and there's actually a uh, gauntlet obstacle course with leaderboards, so you can challenge other players and reach the highest score, and person who has the highest score will get free swag. So, yeah, check it out if you want to try out the game. If you don't want to try out the game, it's perfectly fine. Not going to hurt my feelings. Uh, and uh, we don't, definitely would love... For you guys to check it out and give feedback because you guys just will make the game better overall so just want to thank everybody for all the support all these years especially everyone in this room tbh jg everyone else in gi and uh also uh, shout out to 17 thank you so much for supporting gi really do appreciate um you and taking your time out to uh, join us for this podcast so yeah that's pretty much it yeah you know i see a lot of people in the comments on the video version like the last few episodes because you know ethos always talking about he's a game developer uh saying yo i, I want to see ethos game he's been talking about it for years well you got a chance to play it now but you gotta put your money where your mouth yeah, is you gotta actually support him <laughs> uh, patreon.com slash neo uh interactive you can try the game out so there you go 
Uh, and that's my closing statement. Put your money where your mouth is. Don't just be, or otherwise you're just talking. So I appreciate everybody coming through to the podcast and listening. Um, make sure to rate this show five stars on Apple Podcasts. It moves us up the algorithm. It brings in new listeners. You know, we always trying to grow. Um, other than that, once again, thank you. And we will see you guys on the next episode of the GI Podcast. Peace.